Welcome Elder Emos. On today's episode of the Elder Emo Hours podcast, the Elder Emos crew sits down with Nick and Brad from Canada's Finest Calling All Captains. We're just going to start this interview off by watching Brad walk back and forth between the cameras. Oh, there he goes. See how that works. Oh, I thought he was going for the bag of chips. Nope, the ring light. Gotta get the ring light. Dang it! drop this on TikTok. Just this segment. Bradley. <laughs> He's getting all getting all pretty fine. Oh my god. No. Oh, we have light. back yeah is that a bag of chips behind you me oh my Over your god right shoulder on is. the ground yeah <laughs> <laughs> my god as as i was like by. no who would leave as chips as soon as you walked by and then i was like wait a minute <laughs> damn it I was confused. Don't worry. I was like, why is there... <laughs> I don't think he realizes that we're... No. <laughs> you just popped it at the perfect time. My name is Sammy. I'll be your host tonight. We've got Batty, who is in here co-hosting with me tonight. And we have the incredibly talented Calling All Captains. We've got Brad and Nick in the studio tonight. Um, The first two minutes of this interview, you'll see Brad scurrying around. But it's cool. How are you guys doing? (laughs) Good. How are you guys? We're good. Good. Awesome. Good. Um. So, again, welcome. Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. I know that you guys are busy. You guys are doing some awesome things, incredible things. Congratulations on all of your successes. Thank you. Um, First and foremost, I was instructed by the boys of Felicity to tell you that they love you and they miss you. And they wanted me to tell you guys hi. And they're ready for you to come back to the States because they miss you. You miss them, too. Love Aww, from Felicity romance. for you. I never want to go back to Florida. <laughs> I don't Nick hated you. Florida. Why? I'm not a fan of Florida either. Everybody else had a good time in Florida except for me, so that's just how that one goes. 
I've never had <laughs> luck in Florida. Wasn't a Denny's or a Waffle House? Was it the uh, I got kicked out of our own show and then was told I wasn't allowed to drink at the next one. So that was fun. Oh. I will say, okay. I will say, well. I did the the littlest iota of something wrong, but wasn't, you know, justified getting kicked out. Brad got in trouble at the same show, too. They thought Brad was underage. It was great. <laughs> That's a low-key compliment, yeah, though. Yeah, I was I okay see. with it. Nah, it was... Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> we, we were in Orlando, and... Uh, I'm not going to say the name of the bar because that's just rude because like, I, d- I understand exactly what they were doing. I was just being a little pisshead because we were 40 days into a tour and I thought I was king shit. Um, but we're loading out all our gear and the venue loaded out straight onto the street. And like when we were loading in and we had to get all our wristbands and stuff on, both of us asked to have our wristbands put on our left wrist, not our right, because as guitar players, that catches on the strings and stuff. So we're just like, listen, I'm going to take it off if it's on on my wrist when we're on stage and they're like fine come back and get another one after they actually gave brad the alternative of, well we can just put x's on the back of your hands and he didn't realize that meant he was underage <laughs> um, but so we fin- we finish our set we load our gear off and i'm going back in through the front door and like literally i'm drenched in sweat i just got out like i'm in my show clothes and i just walked past the same dude carrying gear out uh, and he like horse collars me and he's like, nope, you got to pay to get in. I'm like, I, it's me. Uh, brigades are with me. Felicity's on stage still, I think. Uh, but it's like all of captains and all of brigades and everybody is just like, we literally just played. Like we're carrying gear out very clearly. And so the guy just gets in my face and he stands up and he's got like a foot on me and like a hundred pounds and could have eaten me. And I'm just not backing down. Like I'm full pit bull just barking at him. Uh, and so Darren and Jacob from Brigades like took me to like a bar down the street and then unrelated we get to a show the next day in uh, Jacksonville and we're walking through and I'm blatantly just told uh, by the venue that my ID isn't valid because it's not government ID because I've got a Canadian driver's license and a Canadian passport and I'm like it is it is government ID and they're like yeah but not our government it is though so I wasn't allowed to drink uh, and it was like after getting but kicked out of the show, like I was just in a bad mood. Across the board. <laughs> yep. Nope. They didn't like any of that. Oh. So, me and How Florida rude. don't get along. <laughs> I like I like Felicity. I like Universal Studios. Universal and I like awesome. like the WWE performance centers in Florida. Like that's all I give a shit about in Florida, and everything else about it is just mean to me. <laughs> I mean understandably so i've never been to florida so i can't really say much about it so i'll agree with you because sure um so (laughs) the way that we like to start a lot of these is talk to me about how you guys met give me your story what's the story behind calling on captains kijiji (laughs) kijiji um (laughs) we 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 met on craigslist is the the short form the universal form of it Uh uh-huh Actually, that comes up yeah. so well, much. Like we, we had um, basically Captains was two different bands before we had all met and come together. So we kind of like knew of each other in the music scene and had seen each other around and stuff. We actually we wound up playing a show in our old bands together yeah. at one point. And just we none of us got along at that point, but oh we all Oh my god, yeah, it. that show was the worst. Oh, I yeah, I remember Luke just hated my <laughs> band. My drummer was like an hour late for the show. So um, Luke was like, 
what are you guys doing? You have to. And you, you guys yeah, were and he's opening. Like, what are you doing? You have to set up your drum kit. And I'm like, our drummer's not here. And he was like, man, okay, I guess I'll set up your drums. <laughs> so that's how that started. Well, that was that was the kicker. It was it was you were the only one in your band actually there. Because yeah. <laughs> what Ryan had to go pick up Mike and Kale or something at that point, or Riley was playing for you Riley, guys. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, Riley <clears throat> played drum or uh, bass that show because Mike was already in Australia yeah. or some. So anyway, we kind of knew each other beforehand, and uh, when when we had formed Captains, we needed some members, and we put put a Kijiji ad, and Nick answered it. And he's our bass player now. Well, there's actually a point in the band where everybody, when it was, yeah, when it was you, me, Luke, Connor, and Mike, all five of us were bass, bass players in former projects. So I was either the best bass player and got to keep my role, or I was the worst at everything else and they just left <laughs> it with me. <laughs> I mean, the bass players are the ones that usually get all the shit. So, like, they still they make you audition normally. or are you a shoe in Oops, sorry I mean I kind of just was headstrong like a goat and never gave up and I still can't really play or bass was it but a sympathy I keep doing pass. it actually I think you were the only person <laughs> that we got a response from that wanted to play bass in a punk band so we were like alright it's yeah. him <laughs> I remember Mike still coming over and like I had that little combo amp and I think that old um and, and, I had this guy. And that was all I owned for gear because I'd sold everything off after the last band, so I'd like start the collection again. And now here we are. I have too much gear and no <laughs> and money. And here you are. <laughs> I mean that that's normally how that works. I feel like that's kind of like the, the moral of everybody's band story is you've got all this gear, no money. It happens. Um but yeah. The the Craigslist thing, that's that's not an uncommon thing. Like I find that a little bizarre. Just because like you find serial killers on Craigslist. Not even gonna lie. And there's so many bands that are like, that Yeah, we put a Craigslist as an American. we put like a Craigslist ad out and they responded. And I'm like it, that's It's terrifying. weird because I feel like over the last decade it's gotten to that, but like nine years ago when we started this band, it was just like, Oh yeah, I guess, like, you know, post an ad, there's no harm in that. And it wound up just being like a very quick, like few text messages that we did the six degrees of Kevin Bacon and figured out, okay, we've played these shows. You were in this band. I was in this band and we all kind of figured it out <laughs> that way. So it wasn't near as sketchy, but like, yeah, I could see there being some stuff where it's like, you probably shouldn't talk to that guy again. If you're Fraser <laughs> from chief state, you should never use Craigslist ever again. <laughs> probably not. So then Talk to me about the name Calling All Captains. What's the story behind that? Like, where did that come from? How did that come about? So, Is there a story? I, I still have a drinking problem, but I used to have one, too. Um, it, it Pretty much, we hated every other name that we were coming across with the, uh, the first four of us. Well, I guess the first three of us, because John and David didn't really, I don't know, last long enough as drummers to have input on what the band name would be. So me, Mike, and Brad were trying to come up with stuff for the longest time and just pitching ideas, and, like, one of us would love it, one of us would hate it, and, like, it was to the point that we were going to break up before we had an ant. Yep. Do you remember some of those options we had, Brad? It was, like, six to eight months where we were, like, arguing over what to call the band. And there was a whole bunch of names. There was, like, lists and lists of them. Um, I'm trying to think of what some of the original ones were. 
The, the only one I remember is Like Anchors, because I was so dead set on it that I changed, like, usernames oh, yeah, to it yeah. for a while. I remember that one. <laughs> I don't remember anything else. Dedication. But, um, but uh, no, then New Year's Eve, what would that have been, 2013? Mm, probably 2013, yeah. Yeah, 2013 going to 2014. Um, I went to a house party on New Year's Eve, and when the ball dropped and everybody was kissing each other, I had a bottle of Captain Morgan's. And at the time, their tagline was calling all captains. So I slammed the bottle, and I was like, there's a great band name. And I went back to the hotel I was staying at, and I like drew the iHeart New York logo, but iHeart CAC. And I thought it was the funniest thing because it said CAC. And I was like, we could put this on T-shirts, man. Just blitzed. And uh, I woke up. The, I woke up the next morning, and the group chat was like, I actually don't hate that name. And then nine, eight years later, here we are. We all hate the name, but we're still going with it. <laughs> oh my god, that was a better story than I thought. Because I thought, for instance, it was just like, oh, maybe they've got like obsession with aquatic stuff, or maybe it was Pirates of the Caribbean inspired, but. That's the first better. show we ever played, we walked out to the Pirates of the Caribbean theme song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfect. We dove into Perfect. it for a long time. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's awesome. So, I mean, your story is a lot better than I thought it was. Uh, it seems like I've been trying to do this thing where it's like I see if I can get band names right as far as story behind them. Like, one day it'll happen, and so far it has not happened. And we're at, like, 17 interviews in, and I still just... Still just don't. Um, I would have never So that. you guys, no. So you guys are <laughs> in Canada, correct? That's Unfortunately. That's where you guys are based out of. I mean, sometimes I feel like I could abandon ship and go that way, but you know. Yeah, me too. For this, for this things. industry, this is difficult as hell. Really? For some there's, reason, it's... I wouldn't think that because there's like, there's so much entertainment up there. That it wouldn't be that bad. <clears throat> it's there's depends where you are. So few and far between cities that like you can get Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, Toronto. dead space until you pretty much hit Toronto, and that's half the country is just between that. Oh, and so, well, yeah. tour wise, you know we get a lot of small town stuff. Um, some festival season in the summer, there's usually a bunch, but obviously the last few years there hasn't been a damn thing. Um, but like even that like our closest major american city is seattle and that's an 18 hour drive oh wow oh you're on so that it side is a of canada yeah 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 it is it is rough okay it, that puts great, it more in like, perspective being it's not even that we're on that side we're that far north um we're the second largest or second most northern city with over a million people in the entire world jesus yeah oh wow yeah it's great. All right. It's cold. That's, yeah, see, I wouldn't, mm. I don't miss the cold. I moved south Northeast. to get away from it, so <laughs> we get all four seasons in one day here. Like. Oh, no, we'll get that, too. I'm uh, experiencing that now. <laughs> it's supposed to snow tomorrow. Oh, yeah, it's like 32 degrees in the morning, then it's like 80 degrees by noon, and then towards the end of the night, it's like 60, 70 degrees, and the, the vicious cycle continues. And if we get snow down here, the entire town shuts down. They don't handle snow at all. Oh, yeah. Oh, I wish. Everything shuts down. <laughs> right? 
Back at home, you get two feet of snow. You're still going to work. They don't give a shit how you get there. You're still going. I remember being a kid and watching movies that have yep. snow Every days. Every time. I mean, like, what the hell? Where are the snow days? Every day is a snow yeah. day in Canada. Dude, I... <laughs> <laughs> Ironic, ironically enough, the movie Snow Day was filmed in Edmonton, and then they had to move it to somewhere in the Northwest because it didn't snow in Canada that year. It was a really late winter. That's messed up. Oh god! Yeah, that, figure I that one out. That movie existed. I forgot that movie existed oh, until now. Right. That's a, that's a that major throwback. Hoku song. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like I just started that. singing that in my head. Like. You guys Jesus. should cover that. Core memory unlocked. <laughs> I agree. That'd be funny. Um, so speaking speaking of covering and being funny and things like that, uh, Brad, your TikTok game is spot on. Like, it is yeah. so funny. Thank you. Like, some of the things that you say and you do, I'm like, how? Just... How do you come up with some of these things? Because it's hysterical. And then I saw it popped up that you had your own TikTok. And I was like, oh, it's over. It's over now. <laughs> um, I'm going to sell myself out here. It's over. Most now. of my ideas are not original. There are, there are a few that, like, the band comes up with. But, like, I don't know. We just have not had great success with original content. So I mostly just, like, see other stuff people are doing that works and change it a little bit and send it. I think it's the delivery so I'm gonna, and how you deliver it. Yeah. <laughs> that makes the difference. Yeah. So Brittany, uh, Brittany, who's not in here, uh, the way that she discovered you guys was with the owl joke that you guys oh, released on your... That was original. <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> and, uh, it, it took her like three times to get it, but after she got it, it was hysterical. <laughs> Was that planned, like an actual <laughs> thing, or did it just actual? Was it just a natural happening? No, that that one was natural. Yeah, it it was <laughs> natural, but then we better. had we we had to go back and recreate it for the TikTok. Yeah, yeah, we were like we were like sitting around uh... and just like talking, and no one was like filming or anything, and that just like came out and happened, and then we all laughed so hard, we're like, okay, we have to get this for TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> That was that was perfect timing. It was hysterical. That in the the disrespect your surroundings one, where you guys are doing just the smallest of things. I died when I as, saw as that. That's actually how I got introduced. That is to disrespect, you guys. really. Yeah, yeah. That's the video that introduced me to you guys. Was that one? Nice. And I was like, I was like, wait, wait, these guys really? Cause you guys didn't seem like you were that funny, like at first, like at first glance, like just looking at you, like your personas and how you are. And then I saw you guys on TikTok, and I'm like, dude, these guys are awesome. We're so still not funny. We're assume, just ridiculous. Is it fair to assume that your TikTok personalities are how you are in real life, or is that all for? Yeah, sure? no, that, that's pretty much us. Yeah, we uh, we don't take ourselves very seriously. We have a lot of fun. Like band, band practice is always just jokes and burning each other. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I try to make everybody really disappointed like in me every practice. <laughs> if I don't get Connor to at least go, come on, man, once a practice, it's been a bad practice. <laughs> like, Connor's, Connor's stone cold. Like, he is a I very serious, though. stoic guy 80% of the I time. Uh, and so it's really, like, I mean, I mean, I'm making some jokes that are walking the line pretty fine sometimes just to get a reaction out of him. 
and that's all I care about. Like, I can make Brad laugh really easy. I can do stupid stuff, and Luke, not paying attention, will have a little giggle to himself. But, like, if I can get a reaction out of Connor, I'm very proud of myself. You know what's good. <laughs> I heard that can open, and then your eyebrow shoot up. Yes. <laughs> Cheers, Brad. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, talk to me about this liquid death thing. Because I've seen a couple shots of you guys where you have a absurd amount of liquid death. So how much of your soul did you actually sell to do that? Um, <laughs> not enough and way too much all at the same time. Um, I I used to work with Beartooth as like an assistant, uh, so I pretty much would just go out with the band, oh. make sure they had their sushi, got on stage at the right time try to keep the bus clean like just little things through it all um but one of my things too was i would look after any like um pr stuff that was happening so they were sponsored by liquid death liquid death's head um of marketing came out dropped off a bunch of merch and cases of water and whatever else and i was like you come back for the show and he's like i i can so put him on the guest list he came and it turns out he used to be marketing at uh red bull pbr and white claw before liquid death so the dude is probably one of the smartest people in business i've ever met everything he touches of is gold. course um but so i pretty much just like good relationship with him and at the end of the night i'm like sticks thanks so much for hanging out like i got a weird question for you is there any way i can like shoot you an email i because i at that time i had known that we had a show coming up for the record release but like nobody else really did so it was like okay i'm just gonna see if i can get ahead of this see if we can get a couple cases shipped up because they're like not cheap for water yeah. Uh, and oh, so they, <laughs> they sent up a dozen cases for the show and we were all just super excited about it. Uh, and then after the show in November, he's like, Hey, so we got 150 pallets of water that we can't sell. Cause there was a misprint on them. Uh, somebody like their automated machine didn't turn the dial on years. So everything expired the day that it was printed by print. So there's a whole issue. They caught it in time, but obviously 150 pallets had already been packed and whatever else. So we got in touch with as many people as we knew, like, hey, do you want a free flat of water? Do you want a free flat of this? Um, and then there was a misread on the email, and they sent four pallets to Luke's house and four pallets to my house. So combined, we have eight pallets of water, which, like we said, is 156 per pallet. So Brad, quick maths. Too much. I can't math. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, it's... I, I work in the finance industry, and I can't do that math real quick. Yeah. It's something like... 1400 cases of Jesus water Christ. between the two houses so there's a lot but like i literally i don't know what i'm gonna do when i run out of it i feed it to my cat i've showered with it i've used it for coffee in the morning like you are, when so I'm, you are you're the water epitome of liquid death right now <laughs> i i have to be at this point like i can't afford not to be because otherwise it's never gonna get the hell out of my house i need to get it gone so i might as well do what i have to with it yeah so you didn't have to sign the contract and everything to sell your soul to get liquid debt. Like oh, I, I still did, did anyway. Why not? <laughs> At this point, I might as well. We True. actually we've got a we've got a show coming up at uh, the end of the month in Calgary, and uh, the band that's supporting us, Endgame, uh, they're just as big as we are. They also got a pallet of this stuff, and we're just like me and their uh, guitar player messaging back and forth about like the new flavors and like yeah how much are we going to order for the show and i'm just like are we ordering stuff we're just going to bring stuff from home like doing this weird back and forth like they have it's a problem yeah 
Yeah. They got, they got a, a flat water. They got a sparkling water, a berry, a lemon, and a mango. Or a berry, a lime, and a mango. But are all the flavors spicy water? Or are they all oh, yeah. flat? All spicy. Oh, I don't like spicy water. Yeah, me neither. Can't do it. I can't do spicy water. Between that and shaving my beard, I've lost a lot of weight. Because then I don't have the urge to drink as much beer because I've got the bubbles and I've got the liquid. Spicy water has saved my life. But that's when you throw some (laughs) vodka in there and then it's fine. I don't really do cocktails anymore. No no mixed drinks, no highballs. I kind of, it's beer and water and coffee. Sounds like my life. Get done with. That's what I do. <laughs> That's my lifeblood. That's right what there. I do. Now yep. I can drink. I can drink like white claws, like white claws, like the hard seltzers, because yep. they're not as spicy That's as. Different. Yeah. Yeah, they're not as well, spicy you, as like other things. You guys got the good version of white claws. Ours are like knockoff. It feels like. Are they not? There's the same some thing? chemical that. There's some chemical in Canada that we aren't allowed to have that makes yours taste better. I, it doesn't make sense like, at all. Different in the states. But, yeah. Interesting. Ours, like you know, like the the flavored water, like I'm the like, liquor, whatever, where it's like it, it tastes like it sat next to a strawberry, like the, that, that kind of thing. It? That's what our I've white claws taste LaCroix. like. It's French. Yeah. <laughs> Lacroix. I can't speak English normally, so <laughs> I can't. I can't speak. Period. I got Canadian going, so I'll throw words at you and. With the conviction that it sounds like I know what I'm talking about, but that's about it. I'm not gonna lie. When uh, when I found out that you guys were Canadian, you guys were coming on this interview. It took kind of almost every urge in me not to quote Letterkenny <laughs> in this interview. <laughs> they dropped a International Women's Day special last night, and so at 10 o'clock, me and the wife were watching it. It was golden. It's one of my favorite things i was supposed to go see i was well i was supposed to go see their their stand-up tour that they're doing because they're touring the states right now doing the whole thing but i can't go unfortunately i was i was supposed but, to do that three days ago and they canceled the canadian dates why they rescheduled the american ones yeah they just blatantly canceled canada <laughs> but they're they're based Weird. in canada that's yep. the whole premise of the show, is Canada. They actually pretty much base themselves oh. on Brad's family. It's true. <laughs> it's true. I was going to say, the, the slight accent Brad has very much reminds me of Letterkenny. Nice. <laughs> Yours is the strongest, I think. <laughs> I've, I've heard that before. You were Connor. <laughs> sorry, not Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, you mean, right? Sorry, eh? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, should we ask about the the Canada Gooses? Like, can we start that conversation? How important are the Canada Gooses? From Letterkenny? Canadian no? Canadian Cobra Gooses? chickens? Cobra chickens. Sure. Those things. There's a whole Cobra big chicken. episode on Letterkenny about it. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Um... So the uh, talking about shows and everything, you said you've got a show coming up. Um, the Boys of Felicity, we had Damien and Drew on here for a while. And uh, they told me to ask you guys about, I think, I think it was you guys, about playing at a deli. That was day two. 
We, uh... He said, ask about playing in a deli. <laughs> yeah, hold up. <laughs> that's not so, the thing that I thought they were going to ask about, so that's good. Yeah, that's not the way I saw this going. So we did this tour. <laughs> Wait, now I'm curious. There's there's a whole lot of dates in there. It's very small and blurry, okay. but... Um, right. So we did this tour. It was the first tour we did in the States, and we pretty much decided, like... You know, we're getting our visas. We might as well get our money's worth and tour as much as possible. So we toured from February 15th to April 7th. Jesus. And then did like four days on our way home. We're home for like a week and then did another 10 days right after it. So we did an absurd amount of touring. Uh, touring, touring. I don't, I get made fun of for how I say Either it. Way. So I'm just going to throw words out. Um, but so the it's first fun. date that we had with Felicity and Brigades on this run um, was in Louisville, Ken- yeah, Louisville Kentucky. Uh, the venue threw our merch away while we were performing. They just, oh, they no. were like, it's the last band on, we might as well start cleaning up. And so whoever the waitress was just like wiped the table, threw out a bunch of merch. Like we were livid. Um, they, instead of paying for it, they're like, we can give you a large pizza. That was compensation for, you know, probably $120 worth of product that they threw out. C'est la vie. Uh, next day, we played a oh pizza shop in, what was it? In Greensboro, North Carolina. Greensboro. Uh, so we went from, like, a pizza shop to a pizza shop to a deli. And the deli was in Ringgold, Georgia, attached to a strip mall. And there was a hurricane outside. Like, the skies were black. We saw tornadoes touching down. Um, we weren't allowed to drink in the venue. We weren't allowed to eat food that wasn't purchased inside the venue. The promoter was like in our faces immediately being like, if, you, if any of you are caught with booze on you, I'm shutting the show down. You're not getting paid, blah, blah, blah. So we all follow the rules and follow the rules. Thanks, Brad. I can no, see I, that I, eyebrow I, raising I the look. something else about that. <laughs> go, go ahead. Yeah. Keep um, but so w- we play the show. Uh, and I'm kind of TMing the entire run. And so end of the show comes, I go to settle up and the promoter's like, so we didn't make as much money as I thought. And I can't afford to pay you. And I was like, sucks. I need $350. I don't know how you're going to get it, but I'm not leaving here without it. Like just, and like him, the owner of the deli and me go into the kitchen and the rest of the bands are just like ready to fight. Like they just see me go away. And then I'm, Nobody knows what's going on, and I'm just settling up, and I'm like, yeah, man, sucks. I need money. Like, you can't not pay me. He's like, well, I had a bunch of other shows not do well, and, like, my money went to them. Like, I don't even have anything in my reserves. Like, I can I can Venmo you. I'm like, we're Canadian. We don't have that. I need cash right now. And, like, I'm, again, after getting kicked out of Florida, I'm a pit bull. I'm angry. Nobody's going to tell me that I can't get paid. Uh... And so it winds up going full circle here that the deli dude gives us everything he made from selling sandwiches to the bands. So we paid for our own guarantee and we took the whatever money from the guarantee. And then just like, I think we still wound up being like a hundred bucks short. So we made sure Felicity and Brigades got paid and took whatever was left over. So we might've walked away with like 40 bucks that night, but like it was, it was a, a yappy one for sure. Okay. Oh god. I don't remember any of that. Which part did you remember <laughs> no, me? The, I don't remember any of that. The only thing I remember is that the deli was closing <laughs> and there was a, there was like a discussion between the bands and they were like, I think I'm going to get a deli sandwich. 
and I was like, guys, the deli's closing. Like, that's not that's that's not a place you want to buy meat from and eat right before a show. And they were like, no, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and I was like, nope, I'm not we, having that deli meat. And I, we had we some were other promised, food, and then everyone we were, that ate the deli meat was sick. <laughs> we were promised pizza, too, and the guy didn't bring pizza. So he gave me, like, 50 bucks. He's like, just run to that Costco and buy as many slices as you guys think you need. And that was his solution to not catering the show. Like, it was horrible. And that was day three of knowing God. Felicity and Brigades. And we bonded so hard after that. And this dude was like, he was Kyle, man. He had the monster hat on. And he was just having the time of his life, like, cheering oh. for the bands. And there was nobody else there. Like, he did it. <laughs> there was, I think, one local. And even they drove, like, five hours to play the show. Goodness. Yeah. It was it was just horrible, oh my horrible gosh. time. I think the deli's closed. I'm not sure if it got hit by a tornado or not. I just remember like the skies turning black and all of us standing outside with our phones just like that doesn't look yeah. good. I remember the clouds <laughs> being like greenish black. And guy. I was like, I've never seen that color before. That's probably not a good sign. Yep. Yeah. Mm, I wouldn't have gone no, to that show either. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> that was your omen. That was your sign that it probably wasn't gonna be a good time. Did it stop us? No. I, I mean, dude, at no, that point, not. we were again, what, like... You were in two That was... Actually, Ringgold was the halfway point. That was the... Like, literally, we'd already... We'd gone halfway. We could either go back and give up from the furthest point we'd ever been, or continue and just grit and bear it, and we grit and bore it. And so all of this stuff happened in, like, your first... The first half of your tour. Between getting um, kicked out in Florida Louisville. and all that other stuff up to that point? That was that was the latter half. That was yeah, after this. That's the back half. Okay. That was that was literally a, a week after this all happened. I got kicked out of the show. I was gonna say that's how you started your tour. Like, oh, no, 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 we started we started our tour with taking our drummer to the hospital after the second show because he blew his rotator cuff. That's how Ooh. the tour started. Yeah, we had no drummer for started. Two weeks. Yeah, we uh, we oh played our God. first show. We played the first show in Lewiston, Idaho, uh, and it was great. Like, it was a week after the record came out. There was 40 kids there, and every one of those 40 kids were singing along. Like It was an amazing show. We got to meet the guys in Sell Your Scores, who have become some of our best friends. Uh, we got to hang out with Gardenside, who Niles, who used to play in Broadside, and he's going out with Point North right now and all that. Uh, him and I have been really good friends for a long time, so we were really excited to get this tour going. Uh, so we're all just feeling really good. Drive through the night. Uh, Settle your scores hit a deer on the way to the show in Tacoma. Uh, so they showed up late. Um, I think Gardenside somehow wound up in like an hour motel, like for women of the night. <laughs> One of those kind of places. Uh, and so they like paid, the <laughs> they, they paid for the night. And then within an hour, we're just like, we're out of here. Like, just pack up. We'll figure it out later. Because I think they, they said there was no lock on the door and, like, there was a random dude that would just, like, walk into their room every couple of minutes and, like, check for somebody else. Super weird. Uh, we get to Tacoma. Get to Tacoma. We play the show. And, like, everything's just, like, we're feeling good. Like, this is great. And then the show ends and Tim's just like, man, my arm doesn't feel good. We kind of load gear and I think he goes to pick up, like, a floor tom or something and it's just agony immediately. And so we're just like, we'll pack your drums. Just, like, chill out. Ice it. Let us know how it feels. And it just, like, progressively gets worse. So at, like, 2 in the morning, we find, like, an emergency clinic that we just, like, Brad and Tim go into. And Tim gets x-rays, 
and a sling, and he they find out they're like, yeah, you blew your rotator cuff. Or was it rotator cuff tendonitis? Or something like that. Something like he that, yeah. he did something from just repetitive motion over and over. So he was in a sling for I think the first two weeks of the tour, pretty much. Uh, Luke, who used to be our drummer, wound up like pulling double duty and playing drums and singing. And then fortunately, we had uh, Rob, Craig, and uh, Caleb from Sunday Your Scores both step up and like learned a couple songs on drums. So Luke could at least perform a couple songs to his full ability and then go behind the kit and we'd fool around for the rest Try. of it. <laughs> it was interesting. Oh, gosh. God. This tour feels well. like oh. a comedy from, of errors. <clears throat> yeah, no. What, what gets even better is we find out Tim doesn't have health insurance like the rest of us got for that tour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if it you're listening and you're better. a Canadian band, <laughs> oh my God. get, go, just go to AMA, get health insurance. It's like 200 bucks for a year. It's going to save your ass on tour. Go get it. Oh, my God. It was a, it was a wild tour. We aged like three years in those three months. We, yeah, none of us are the same person that left. <laughs> I mean, hearing what I've heard of just what you've told me, I would assume not. That's insane. It was like but, everything I mean, also, was stacked against you to not do this tour. <laughs> we literally were in a situation where like, we could turn around and just give up on the next two months and all the money we spent. Or... It can't get worse. Just keep going. <laughs> so we we rolled with it and did our thing, and you know we got to see like Times Square at three in the morning, which was super cool because there was nobody else around. Like yep. we got free passes to Universal in Florida. I got to dip my feet in each ocean in the same like span of two weeks, which was crazy. We made tons of friends. Again, I met my wife on that tour. Like it, oh, yeah. it wound up being absolutely amazing by the end of it but like yeah we did not start off strong but i think we were all too young and spry to let it beat us down if that happened to us now i guarantee one of us would be like just fucking go home <laughs> i mean that's fair that's fair and this tour was what three years ago four years ago more three, than that 2019 oh my god okay. it was that wasn't that long ago no, no, it wasn't. Now, it was the start of 2019, and then we, like, again, we did that tour. We came home. We did 10 days with a band called Rarity from Western Canada, who are absolutely unreal and some of the best guys we've gotten a tour with. Uh, and then we were home for, like, four or five months, uh, and we wound up getting an offer to play with The Offspring uh, in Edmonton, which they didn't tell us who it was with. They were just like, hey, it's a band that sold, like, how many millions or hundreds of thousands of records were like, I can't remember what the number was. It was absurd. We were just like, that's crazy. Uh, and so we just said yes to the show and they were like, yeah, we'll let you know later. They told us the day before it was the offspring. So we're like, Oh, that's sick. Uh, day before the show, I get a phone call at like 11 AM. And this is same thing that you kind of dealt with today, Batty, uh, where you got like <laughs> no notice. I get a call at 11 AM that they wanted us to open their show in Calgary as well. Uh, and we had to be there by like three thirty or four o'clock or something like that. And so, literally, like, I got off the phone with the dude. I'm just like, let me just, like, call the band and make sure everybody's good. And I, like, put the phone down. And I looked at my boss. I'm like, I'm going to Calgary. I got to – I can't be here. Uh, and I was working at a brewery, so they gave me, like, a flat of beer to take with us, which was dope. Called the boys. It was the nice. first time, like, everybody everybody answered the group call for the first time in history. And I was like, oh, uh, they asked us to play Calgary tonight. Can we do that? And I think Tim goes, well, we have to. So, Stars everybody, aligned. like, I think – Tim, K, 
canceled his lessons because Tim was a teacher. You were working for yourself at that point, right, B? Yeah, I walked out of my job, but yeah. I'm the owner, so, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, you were good. Uh, Connor was <laughs> Connor was unemployed. Connor was unemployed, and Luke was working for his mom. So it was literally like, if I could get the day off, and I was working at, again. I was at a brewery that was owned by musicians. Nobody was going to say no to this. So I like ran home. I looked at my roommate at the time, and I was like. I'm gonna Calgary to open the offspring. I'll see you later. And like grabbed all my gear, jumped in a car. Everybody met at Brad's house. We loaded up gear and just immediately hauled ass down. And so like same thing. We had six, seven hours notice that we had to go down and play a show that we weren't prepared for. We were all like gonna take the day and like pamper ourselves and be ready. And then boom, we did offspring one, offspring two in Edmonton that almost got canceled because of weather, but they let us go because I think we were just, we were there all day and they saw how excited we were and they're like okay we'll let you play um so we ripped the show we're home for a couple of months did another full like u.s tour uh that we wound up having to get a fill-in drummer for like five shows and we had our buddy peter play a couple and then we had tay from like pacific jump in on one and then luke pulled double duty again because why not uh then we did this tour back through the midwest pacific northwest down through california texas and we ended in raleigh north carolina uh, and then we hey, deadheaded home from Raleigh. Yeah. <laughs> deadheaded home from Raleigh back to Edmonton and hit a pandemic. So we did one year of insane touring. And I think we said we were just just shy or just above 100 shows that year. That was insane. Uh, and then now that we're just like, insane. cool, I've done one show in the last like three years. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. That's awesome though. You guys have been a little bit of little bit of everywhere. So I kind of want to take that the whole touring, promoting of touring, and things like that, and kind of circle into or circle back around to kind of us talking about social media and stuff. So obviously, with you guys being around for nine years, you guys have been around through MySpace. You guys have been around through all the different social media changes and everything that has come through here. So how do you feel that social media? is playing a huge effect on music now. Because back then, if it wasn't in a bulletin on MySpace, we weren't knowing about it. We didn't know anything about it. Now you've got TikTok, and if you if you play your cards right, Brad, then it happens. Like, you get all this attention. Um, like I said, that's, that's how we found you, was through TikTok. So what do you guys feel about that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... Obviously, as a as a band and a musician, social media <clears throat> is the 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 biggest outlet you have to try and grow your music and uh, and your fan base. But um, I remember when when TikTok was starting to get big, and um, I I like I have a degree in marketing, and I remember when like I remember when Facebook came out and when Instagram came out, and just like being around for the start of a major social media platform like that or like when TikTok came out is a huge thing right a huge opportunity and I remember when TikTok was blowing up I like sat the band down and was like guys we have an opportunity here if we get in now and start like working on TikTok like this could be huge for us and uh, everyone was kind of like and none of us did yeah okay sure kind of and we like posted some videos and they got no views and no likes and nothing was happening. and um, Which I mean, was I, insanely disheartening on yeah, like a, a, yeah. a personal level. Like We're like, okay, nobody gives a shit about our content. Why are we going to keep working for it? Yeah, so, yeah TikTok kind of disheartening if you 
if you like when you're starting out and you're focusing on the views and likes and there's just nothing's happening um so it like kind of died for a bit and then i just decided that i was going to take the reins and start posting four times a day and just see what happens so ever since then it's been going great it's you know now we have there's tons of people every day that pop in the in the comments and say hey i just found your band on tiktok love you guys added you on my playlist and like that's huge for a band right so um hopefully we can keep that up and keep growing the the, the fan base on tiktok and um i think we're just coming up on like 10,000 followers right now so it's it's going okay but that's awesome still lots of work to do nice I mean, yeah, but even still, I also feel like it's a, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like it's a good way for you guys to also connect with your fans on a different level. Like, those, the fans that you don't get to see all the time, um, kind of, it, it gives you that personal aspect to it. Because you guys are fairly responsive when it comes to your TikToks. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like, um, like, Facebook is now kind of like the mom and dad platform, and like nobody really cares about Facebook anymore so like we we don't even like no. nobody's on the Facebook trying to interact with fans and and cuz there's nobody there anymore right but um yeah TikTok is Nobody really did anyway. Yeah, nobody did anyway. But uh yeah, TikTok is definitely like super personal. We um I try and answer everything really quick on there and talk to people and um yeah, it's definitely I think the platform that we engage the most the most with with fans right now. So speaking of social media, MySpace, Facebook, TikTok, all of those things, um, we have already established that we all had, I'm sure we all had a MySpace at one point, or at least know what MySpace is. Yes. Yeah. Familiar, yes. You know what it is, the idea behind it. So one of the biggest things with MySpace was having a profile song on your profile, which pretty much told everybody what your personality was on MySpace back in back in the day. So we got asked this question in one of our, our emo nights in a live, and I've kind of encompassed it into all of the, the interviews and things that we do, because it's been interesting. So if the two of you had a MySpace today, what would your profile song be? Hard Lessons by Terror. That was a quick response. That was, that was an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I saw where this was going and I started th- I tuned out the second half of your sentence I was like I know what's coming the wheels were turning <laughs> I'm gonna throw you off for the next one damn I don't my, mine would probably Choices. be one of our own songs cause I'm always shamelessly promoting us so. that's true that's true <laughs> That's fair. That's, That's fair, though. Choice. I did the same thing when I was in a band. I had my band's profile song, like songs on my profile, all the time. But which song would it be, Brad? Which one? Hmm. Which one of our songs would it be? <laughs> what was the newest focus piece? Vacant. <laughs> yeah, uh, whatever the last thing, the last thing we started pushing was would be Brad. So loyalty. Yeah. True. 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 Um. Okay. Yeah. Pro- probably be tailspin i think is the one that i'm pushing the most on tiktok so probably tailspin okay people are gonna be really disappointed when we never play it live (laughs) no we're gonna play that live forever wait i was gonna i was like wait a minute what (laughs) (laughs) i just i want to really like 
undersell and over deliver. So when everybody, whenever anybody asks what song we're gonna play, I'm be like, "What do you want to hear?" And they'll hit me with the song. I'll be like, "Ah, oh, it sucks." <laughs> and then we play it. And they're sitting there in the crowd, like, "It's it's the so song." You, you crush their dreams for a moment. Yes. Until yeah. you go on there, and then it's like, oh, "Yes, that's a good strategy." Yeah, you can ask Brad. Kind of it got, it got loop, put in the chat strategy. today. Oh. It got put in the chat today. It's been all over TikTok. I'm a self-proclaimed asshole. And, like, I I get a sick thrill out of watching somebody's dreams fall apart. And then I get I enjoy watching them come back to life and be like, hey, ah. Uh. What's your zodiac signs? Yeah. I'm a Virgo. <laughs> now I'm curious. What are you? Virgo. Yeah. How did I know? You could tell. As soon as you said crushing dreams, I just, I knew it. <laughs> Look. All I'm saying is you can be an asshole, but do not crush mine. I've put a lot of hard work into this podcast. Don't you do that to me. I don't accept that. <laughs> so I shouldn't tell you you forgot to hit record, right? I'm recording. I have a touch screen. I made sure of it. <laughs> but she did. But she did. That's the point. She checked for a second. I did check. I did look down and check to make sure because I was like, well, shit. <laughs> As somebody who's not done fair. this from the other side, like that's my biggest fear is fair. like, I forgot, to, I forgot to record it. We've Brad and I actually wound up doing a podcast. What was that? Started the pandemic that they hit us up back and they're like, so we forgot to record the audio. So the entire thing was just like, and I they had their webcam up, but they didn't have a monitor up, so they couldn't see us. So it's literally like the two of them and me and Brad and no sound for like an hour. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So oh, I, I will never let that happen again because that was it was a good interview too. I would like, be so embarrassed one. what are you trying to say I'm not fun god did you no hear I was that, saying Maddie? I was saying I did felt bad that? he just literally said we were not fun god <laughs> Man, Nick, we just Virgo. met and I'm already I'm already <laughs> questioning this friendship you're cruel <laughs> Brad can you apologize for me you're good at that I will, I will apologize. I thought that's it was like just the Canadian man. way. What the heck? I, no, I'm the most American Canadian out of us. Brad's the nice guy here. You have to You have to You're... be the one to apologize. He hasn't made me mad. Yes. That's fair. I'm sorry. It must be your uh, way. My bad, Sammy. Because I can attest the Pennsylvania attitude. We're, we're jerks here, so. Oh, no. She's, uh, she look, blatantly says she's DC. too nice. I'm the epitome of an asshole. <laughs> She always says she's too mean um, so, for Canada. So the other thing that's uh, that's kind of fun. So again, we've done a lot of interviews prior to this. And one interview we did was with Friend Circle. So we were talking to Friend Circle about how like doing these interviews and things for like for me is super intimidating. Like sitting down and talking to you guys. For me, it, I'm internally screaming every time because I'm mind blown by the fact that anybody would want to come and talk to me for an hour or hang out with me for an hour. So like when you guys are like, yeah, let's do it. I literally screamed and luckily I live by myself. So it didn't bother anybody but my cats. But we were talking about this and the guys from friend circle were like, they were like, yeah, well we're having fun in this interview. This is one of the better interviews we've done. Not like a previous one where they asked us like some of the weirdest questions. And I was like, okay, like what? And he told me what this question was, and I put it into the interviews now, and it's been hilarious getting responses. <laughs> so I'm going to ask y'all what this is. And I am excited to, to hear this. If you could be a sandwich, which sandwich would you be, 
and why? Peanut butter and honey because it's salty and sweet, so you come at me from both sides. But I'm also going to kill somebody if they're allergic to me. How do you come that up is with savage. So How did you come that up with that so, so quickly? quickly? You could not have anticipated that. What? I've been again. I've been on your side of the interview with microphone stuff before, so I have sat and watched hundreds and hundreds of hours of people interviewing good ones and bad ones, and I have heard every question under the sun to the point that I am now started being like, "Hey, what what would my answer be to that?" Because that's just it. Is I wouldn't want to answer. I wouldn't want to ask a question that I wouldn't have a comfortable answer with. Or I'm just full of bullshit. I'm not really sure which. I'm pretty sure it's that one. <laughs> Mixture. <Mixed laughs> <your birth. laughs> I was like, wait a minute. You've been so quick to response, and then Brad's just like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, uh, what type of sandwich would I be? An Italian. It's the weirdest. Say, yeah, it's it, the weirdest question. Spicy Italian. Yeah. I'd be, Brad uh, actually knows how to speak Italian, Italian, so that's. Yeah, my family's Italian, but none of them learned how to speak it, so I just decided I was going to learn it on my own. Hey, mine it's too. It's not going well. I'm the palest. <laughs> I'm the palest Italian you'll ever meet, but the rest of my family is full on Italian. We make some pretty damn good pasta, though. That's for can sure. Can you speak Italian? Nope. Yeah. I can do the hand thing. That's about it. Yeah, this is all I know in <laughs> Italian. So That's three years of him studying, that's, and he finally learned the angles. <laughs> I was like the De Niro no. face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's exactly Basically. what it was. Yeah. <laughs> but see, my last name, like, my last name's like a noodle. So it's like when people people try to pronounce it it's terrible because they never get it right and i'm like it's like a noodle just think of it like a noodle you never forget it what is it my last name yeah zanilotti it's italian as shit zanilotti very manicotti <laughs> oh yeah that does sound like manicotti sounds like manicotti it's the adi at the end yeah like all italian names have an That's i at the end like my, adi, my adi, like adi, adi. I was just thinking that too, but I didn't want to sing it out loud and I was weird about still. it. <laughs> I I got my wife to rewatch all of Criminal Minds from the start, and about halfway through the third season, they were like, "Oh my god, a body!" And I just like in bed go, "Body, adi, adi, adi." She rolls out <laughs> laughing on the ground in tears. Like funniest thing I have ever done, apparently. But I'll take that as a win. So is that the only thing that you've done in your marriage? Oh, no, I, yeah, I have not done anything good in this marriage. I tour. <laughs> She's the most amazing human in the world, and she got stuck with me. I will say, I am, yeah. I am flying yeah. out of our next tour for like a minute so her and I can go catch a show in Philly. Oh, what one? I can't, I can't say because the tour is not announced, so I can't announce timeline oh. stuff yet. Okay. Oh damn! I so I, say, we can't can ask know. about tour because that was my. I next mean, you question. can. I, I just like, I can just give you the most vague answers. Okay. Well, then let me ask this question: What's next for calling all captains? Uh, we just filmed a music video last Wednesday. We've got another one that we've got on Ooh. deck to start filming, hopefully soon. Um, our photographer just got picked up by Beartooth. So he's going to be gone okay. a bunch. So we are we are now trying to find. Uh, we're just working around his schedule more than we are anything else. 
Um, he literally he was home from LA for like two weeks, and we got him for a day to film stuff for us. Uh, it's the most ridiculous video I think we've ever shot. Brad, can you attest to that? It is the most ridiculous. Yep. Uh, but it's gonna be, it's gonna be awesome when it finally comes out. So I'm very excited for that. Got another one hopefully coming in a few months. Uh, can you tell us what got, the song uh, is? With, uh, Steady Pensive and Loving Cup. Nice. Uh, then I think we have we have another video that might come next week, uh, but it's just like a lyric video. So we, we've got to figure out the rollout plan on that, but I think there was one spelling mistake we were waiting to get fixed. Um, so we got those three coming. Uh, hopefully back on the road this summer, um, fall-ish. Uh, all that's kind of dependent on our visa situation because, like I said, those bitches is expensive now. So if anybody wants to help out, our merch store is available to buy things i will ship it to you i will pack and send you things also that, that's my, my grab photo kidney. yeah brad's gonna sell kidneys <laughs> to anybody who needs um no takers yet but no we're still there i i can't i tried but my liver and kidneys are a little too damaged so or actually i need brad's experience hardest working liver in the galaxy bingo <laughs> It's too experienced. Yeah, no, That's it should not it be. It should not exist anymore. Um, that, then hopefully, you know, we're going to get back into tracking some more music. I know it was a long three years in between uh, Nothing Grows Here and Slowly Getting Better, so hopefully, you know, we don't run that course again and we can get the next record done a little bit sooner. Now the boys all have home studios figured out, so I don't think there's a day that goes by that Connor and Luke aren't writing stuff back and forth and... I, I sit and design t-shirts left and right and I'm not sure what Brad does outside of TikTok but I think it's important it's not <laughs> okay it's not. I was gonna say he's he's a pro at this TikTok game you should like, have seen his Tumblr game up. back in the day oh Tumblr oh god Brad, I forgot about how Tumblr much, how much time did you dedicate to Tumblr in those first like three years we were a band if you had to guess um I'm gonna say like four hours a day for like two years. Wow. While working a nine to five, I want to point that out. He he would do it at his job. Yeah, I had to make sure <laughs> I, I had a job that I, that I had my own office in and no one would bug me so I could just get paid to do other stuff. <laughs> paid to do yeah. bad stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean dude, I've literally stopped like... I've stopped photo shoots to sit down and do interviews before. It's great. Oh, I mean, I've done the same get, thing. Like yesterday when this was something that we haven't released yet, but I'm going to tell the two of you and it is to not leave this interview because it'll release after this. But uh, I was at work yesterday when I got the message that uh, Hawthorne Heights is coming on my show. <laughs> I almost Hell lost yeah. my mind. Nice. Yeah. I was uh, I almost had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> like I was literally in the back room of my job and I work at a bank. I'm a bank manager during the day. So I was back in the vault and I got this text message and literally screamed across the place and nobody knew why and nobody understood why. But I got a message from I feel like them that's that like, was like, yo, let's do this. <laughs> and I almost That's got to be one of the few places that like if you just randomly scream, there's some panic that goes on. 
<laughs> like if there you're was. if you were thinking any job in there the was. world and in a bank vault you hear a scream, somebody's got some issues. So like th that, I understand some concern there. If Brad screams at his job, nobody's around to hear it. No one. Same here. I work from home. But I was gonna say, aren't you your own boss? He's also his worst employee. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm also the worst employee. <laughs> but he's also HR He's guy. also the employee of the month. <laughs> yes. Nope, that's Scott. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, the other guy. Well, no. No, yeah, I have a business partner, but uh, I still give myself employee of the month because I can. <laughs> You're allowed. Kind of so like I, Michael well, Scott from it the makes, office. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, well, it makes more sense now as far as how your TikTok game and everything is if you do marketing. Because I feel like if you know the marketing game, like, you can do so many things. Like, Arrows in Action, they played the marketing game just right, and they have blown up on TikTok. Mm -hmm. They're coming on the show in, like, a month. So they're, they're killing the TikTok game the same way you guys are. I think they're killing it a little better than we are, but hopefully we'll get there, yeah. I mean, everything comes in time. Like, it's, you, you guys are great. The stuff that you guys are doing, the stuff that you guys have coming up with, uh, and especially, like, again, like, your talents and everything is incredible. When I found you guys on TikTok, I immediately latched onto your music and everything because it's, it's it, for me, it's nostalgic at the same time, like, of stuff that I listened to growing up. Um, so I got a little euphoria when that came through because I was like, I feel like, uh, our scenes take making a comeback, a serious comeback. Like I feel like there was this five to yes. seven year hiatus where mm -hmm. it just didn't happen or it wasn't very apparent, and then it's like all revving up for this moment now, and everybody's taking the scene back. Yeah, I think we were due for it. I don't know. And unfortunately, I hate the fact oh. that like MGK brought it back the way that it did, but. It needed. It needed I to happen. To it needed. To, it needed too. to have this super awkward. It needed the. <laughs> it needed the awkward mainstream push, but it also needed the when we were young festival coming back. That's all these emos coming out of the closet, and that's all the people that like closet listened to it in high school that never wanted to be proud of what they were listening to. Having them all come back and almost being like, a, "Yeah, it's okay to like this music," especially now as an adult, because you throw it back to a childhood thing. But then it's also getting this young crowd of kids that. You know, I, I remember like the first time I saw a band play with a guitar live and I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then like a few times later, I was like, OK, man, I could actually do this. And now I'm out there doing it like you need this moment of it not to exist, to have the gap of people that just don't understand what it is to appreciate it when it comes back. So we're getting all these kids interested in music and the guys that are opening for us in Calgary uh, saw us open for the offspring started a band two years ago and now like we heard about it and we're like hey get on this bill like it's come full circle this feels really cool to get in, uh, a moment like that that you can get these kids back interested in playing real music instead of just sitting and being soundcloud rappers in their mom's basement <laughs> and i feel like that's the like the biggest compliment that you guys can get to is when you see like especially all these newer bands and upper coming bands that are like hey we saw you or we listened to you and you've inspired us to do this or to create this music like I don't know that you could ask for a better compliment when it comes to that, because it's knowing that not only are you making a difference with your fans and your music, but you're also making a difference with other artists at the same time, 
which again you guys deserve all of that you guys do amazing things produce incredible music and you guys are awesome in itself which i also think when it comes to music is something really important that if you know who the band is like they fall in love with you more if they know who you are outside of just the music at the same time i mean i do at least but I'm not everybody. <laughs> that's yeah. I, that's one of the things like we've always kind of talked about too. It's none of us really have the ego aspect of us. Like again, we were talking about our practice last night that it still feels like you know we're playing these songs in Luke's mom's basement like we did ten years ago. Like nothing feels like we've gotten to a level where you know we can have our nose in the air. And I've gone and I've worked for those bands that are rock star caliber and they are the most down to earth people ever. And so that's all any of us have ever wanted is to you know. There's no room for rock stars anymore. We're all going to be out there. We're all going to yeah. work. And we're all going to want to see each other succeed. And, like, we're super fortunate, the scene up here, and that every band we've ever toured with and played shows with hasn't acted like that. We've never been on the road with a band that thinks they're better than us for that. I didn't get to, but Brad and the rest of the boys were hanging out with the offspring in their dressing room and uh, like, the first Calgary show, and they gave us, like, a platter or two platters of food and a case of beer and they were just like you guys were awesome like super like down to earth and just down to chill and those are guys that have been doing this since before i was born like it's incredible to see absolute rock stars that are just so stoked to see other people coming up and doing it and that's all i think any of us have kind of taken away from that oh yeah well it was one of those things that like i said before when it comes to doing so like way back during the MySpace days, I was also a promoter, tour manager, booking agent. Like, I did all of that stuff. Plus, I was in a band myself. So, coming from that and then coming to where we are now, obviously, it's been, like, 15 years, but restarting a lot of that for me and interacting with the different bands, like, the one thing that somebody had stated in one of the interviews was, like, you have to understand, like, the bands are just people. You guys are just people. So it's like being nervous or being afraid to approach you or come up to you or say, hey, that was awesome or something like that. It's like, you guys are just people at the same time. So it's like, hey, don't be nervous about it or anything like that. Like, and I feel like that's a good way to think about it because people are really intimidated by it. Like I said, I freak out every time I come into an interview. Every time. Because I know the caliber and everything there and I don't feel like I deserve to be in the same room with most of you guys. So it's like when you're like, yeah, let's do this. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. So this is this is happening. But it's like we're just at the end of the day, we're just people. Just people doing music, creating creating all kinds of things. And here we are. But it also says a lot if you're super down to earth and everything, too. Because then it doesn't make it as intimidating. And it makes people fall in love with you even more. 100%. <clears throat> I remember um, I have lots of memories of like meeting fans at shows and then just being like, like shaking. They're so nervous and like can't talk. And mm -hmm. like, I wish I wish there was some way that we could like tell them like, hey, we're just we're just normal dudes, too. So like, don't don't be afraid to talk to us. We're just normal guys. We get nervous sometimes, too. Oh, you see, they talk to me. No problem. It's just because you're pretty, Brad. <laughs> I'll take it. Can I? Can, Brad, can I tell you how many people, when they found out that you were coming on the show, fangirled so hard because it was Brad from yeah. Calling All Captains? That yeah. is surprising to me, but cool. <laughs> no nobody, nobody gave <laughs> a shit surprised. that I was here. Don't act surprised. I, no, I'm like, who? <laughs> who? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, oh I don't my know. God. I guess that's, that's cool. Yeah, I would have, I would never have thought that. So thank you. 
that's that's nice to hear. Yeah, I mean, you you've got a, a aside from that, you guys have a pretty incredible fan base. I know when we were asking about like who we wanted on the show or people had suggestions. A lot of your fans had bombarded the hell out of our social media and being like, you need to get calling out captains. You need to talk to calling out captains. So the fact that after they bombarded me and then you popped up on my For You page, I was like, okay, maybe I can make this happen. This would be kind of cool. So, um, well, guys, we've come up on the hour mark. Again, I appreciate you guys coming to hang out with us. Um, This was a lot of fun. Uh, We appreciate you. You guys have a lot of really exciting things that are happening coming up soon between your music videos touring and things that you can't necessarily tell us about but uh, maybe we can circle back in a couple months when that is all announced and revisit some of that and see what we can do to help you guys out on that side Um, but again we really appreciate you guys thank you for coming hanging out with us batty thank you for coming in as well last minute of course it was my pleasure this one uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Nick and Brad from Calling All Captains, and this is the Elder Emo Hours podcast.